neither is missing at any one point. You want to try and maintain it in the, in the middle where you've got a nice balance of playfulness and seriousness um, uh, without being caught up in either or. Um, and and adapting to a given scenario. So sometimes you might have to slide on the scale. On that basis, um, you know, the, the main thing is, is that when you are being playful, just be aware and sensitive to who's in the room and where they are right yeah when i teach martial arts the first thing i do is i get into the room and i kind of sense where everyone's at and it comes through you know uh, so it's important that you know you don't try too hard that you try and remain have a um, this natural flow about the moment being in the moment welcome to the martial mind power podcast where you discover how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy okay welcome to the martial mind power podcast guys today we've got jatinda palaha and myself sifu lakloy and we're going to take you through today's koan okay so um jatinda's going to do the honors and he's going to pick out a koan from the art of thinking without thinking welcome everybody and today we're going to be referring back to the great book the art of thinking without thinking and we're going to pick a topic at random to see what we converse about this time on the martial mind power podcast so as you always just gonna randomly just go to the book and stop at a page let's see what it is all right so playful seriousness serious playfulness that's on page 622 all righty okay all right all playful right. seriousness serious playfulness all right so let me just show the uh, the image on the camera there okay there you go okay so that's the image all right so we've got an image of a lady uh boxing she's got her gloves on she's just beating with sweat and you know looks like she's she's working out hard all right so uh normally right um i start with this but today i'm going to ask jitinda what do you think that means <laughs> oh i think i think this one is going to be all about immersion you know getting into when you're doing something you get into it and going with the flow with it and then what kind of um possibly could stop you from getting into the immersion flow as well of of fully putting yourself into something okay that's what i think it's going to be about just off the top of my head uh, good, <laughs> good, good good uh well the i mean the, the best example i can give is have you ever been in a situation where and let's just take it back to childhood okay you're you're playing with uh let's say your siblings or your friends or your might be cousins right and uh you're having a good play and then all of a sudden the play starts to get serious okay mm. and um and this and the seriousness starts to escalate out of control and as it gets out of control you know you might lead to um get into trouble might lead you to uh, start fighting with one another um uh, some kind of altercation or conflict uh between you and uh, your playmates okay 
so that really kind of talks to the the playful seriousness part of things um but then there's the other side of it where you've got the serious playfulness okay and this is this is where there's times that you have to be serious about something uh let's say it's um um you're working on a project and you've got to have an air of um, seriousness and professionalism around that. But if you become too serious about it, it becomes really rigid and it sucks all the life and joy out of that work that you're doing and no longer are you really having any fun or joy. So the idea and the second aspect of it is uh, is serious playfulness is to bring some playfulness into the seriousness seriousness of the element okay of that topic that's how in in progress and one of the uh, the best examples another another uh, good example i can give is when you're disciplining children for instance right it's uh, you want to uh, get a, a clear uh, and a serious message over to them but you will got to do it in a way that you know you don't they don't disconnect and um, that you can you can um, communicate the message effectively. And one of the best ways to do it is to be playful and uh, have some humor and laughter about that. Okay, so this this is the kind of like the the paradox. Okay, the seriousness of playfulness paradox. Okay, and uh, really the thing is they both need to exist at times. Okay, uh, and if you go completely, um, uh, completely serious, right, you become rigid and uh, um, it start to fatigue you over time uh, because it's all the, the tension and the stress, okay, that comes with that. Uh, uh, on the other side, you can be completely playful, but then lose all sight of seriousness and then it just becomes a joke and becomes silly and gets out of hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it just gets out of hand. Someone can get hurt or you end up, you know, um, just um, like I said, you get into conflict or uh, end up fighting and so on. So it just gets, you can get, can get carried away with that. Right. So this is the idea is that it's a continuum and really neither is missing at any one point. You want to try and maintain it in the, in the middle where you've got a nice balance of playfulness and seriousness um, uh, without being caught up in either or um, and, and adapting to a given scenario. So sometimes you might have to slide on the scale a bit more towards the playfulness side and other times a bit more to the seriousness side, but just make sure that, you know, you've got the right, right balance of both because if it's, if it's, the extreme, then something's going to give, uh, like I said, it either gets too silly, right. Or it gets too serious. Right. And, um, that's really kind of the idea behind this. Have you had any such experiences? I I've had plenty, but I was just thinking that I was way <laughs> off in my, um, in, in, in some, well, I suppose there's an element of immersion in there, you know, if you're, if you're getting into it, but then it goes out of hand, but yeah, I mean, um, it actually reminds me of a right. story. You were right. So, so don't don't discount what you said because you were right. Because the playfulness part of it is is about immersion. Is just allowing yourself to submerge in the play in the play aspect. But you can also do the same on the seriousness side as yeah. well. You can immerse yourself in being too serious, and and now you've kind of sucked all the life and joy out of the process that's taking place. So absolutely, the immersion is is uh, is but how you get into uh, either or or uh, 
combined playful seriousness, serious playfulness state. Uh, and it's really important actually that you, to, to kind of carry yourself through life, that there is a level of buoyancy when you do things. Because when you become, and we all do it and we've all been there and we've all you know felt that you know sometimes we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and our back and you know what your neck gets tight hmm. your neck gets tight right why because that tension starts to build up back then and people will say i am carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders you know um and you if you notice their shoulders will be square and all the way up okay like this okay and they'll end up with neck problems, they'll end up with, uh, with uh, um, headaches, okay? Um, and that's um, how you, your body starts to express um, the, the mental motion that's going on in your mind, okay? And, and also the mental motion is also a reflection of what's happening in spirit. So you, mm. your spirit's not... Uh, settled either so if you if your spirit's kind of frazzled right your mind your mind mind's going to go that way as well so it could it could work this way up it could work that way up it could start in the mind and and go that you know both ways so this is this is what we have to be careful about when we when we uh, embark on anything um and it's funny just before going into this conversation we were just talking about um um, a, a little experience I had earlier on today. I went to the opticians and uh, a lovely lady um, uh, just did a quick checkup on my eyes. Uh, and but she was like boom, 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 boom. She was so kind of engrossed in getting me in there and getting me out of there as quickly as possible that she was going so fast that she was so engrossed in getting in the door and out the door as quickly as possible, right? Because uh, you know, even the GPs are doing that, right? Mm. They work on numbers, uh, which I think, you know, uh, takes away the the servitude that you have to your patient. Um, but she was going so quickly, she wouldn't even finish her own sentence. Wow. And then she was expecting an answer uh, from me, right? So that, to me, was um, the seriousness aspect, Seriously. right? That was mandated by her governing bodies, right? Uh, managers or whoever that are, that are saying, all right, well, you need, you know, every hour you need to see, you need to get six patients in and out, ten minutes each, right? And that's what the, that's well, that's what the GP guidelines are, for instance, right? And I've got a very close friend of mine; he's an optician, and he gets scrutinized for taking his time. But, uh, <laughs> And I'll tell you, you know, and he's done this on uh, on several occasions, but the first time this happened was he took his time. And um, despite his his um, his manager and, you know, not particularly liking him taking too long with patients, he picked a brain tumor in some one patient's uh, wow. uh, during one patient's checkup because your eyes are the window to not yeah. just your soul, but to your whole body, right? It's, it's a map, okay? Mm. And he can tell you anything's wrong and he picked out a brain tumor and he got him referred to the hospital happened to be the patient came in late right? too mm. late right uh so you know that, that that one didn't turn out too well in the end for the patient but um but he picked it up and he mm. did, and he continues to do it that way because um <clears throat> Um, it's important that you know that you're not so serious and so regimented that you know you've got to have a little bit of uh, space to breathe. Uh, and the way I kind of um, found myself dealing with my optician today was, 
just being having some playful banter with her and that kind of took the edge off her and she kind of calmed down by the time i left she was even walking slower you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> whereas before she was like dotting around this little room you know uh so it was quite interesting to see how that kind of played out no that's, that's definitely an interesting one because it's like um you know you, you've gone into a situation and you've you've completely changed the vibration of what's going on just because of the way you're being present in that space. Right. And, um, yeah. I, I used to get that often when I used to be in my workplace. Um, they, they used to call me the calm one. This is a cool as a cucumber. Right. And, um, it was, it was funny because every time that a situation would come up to me and, uh, one of the girls I used to work there, she just like rubbed my arm and I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, Oh, I'm just calming down. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, definitely. So that that just shows that you can be in a serious situation, but you can have a playful moment to actually, yeah. you know, calm the situation down even and vice versa, right? So you were asking earlier on about, you know, any examples of, of that. And I was just thinking back to when I was a kid and um, I was with my cousins one day and we were playing, you know, pillow fights. We're just doing whatever's going on kind of oh, thing. Wow. And as yeah. we're getting into this, um, there were two, there, I, 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 I remember two times, there was one time when we got into it and it turned into a serious moment between two of the cousins because they just, you know, got into each other's face, started almost like punching each other, right? And we all had to calm it down. So that was a, a moment of that. And then the other time it happened was similar, but somebody threw a shoe, right? And um, whoever it was going <laughs> to would move out of the way and it hit the mirror and the mirror just cracked, right? <laughs> so then all of a sudden, everybody became serious, like, what do we do now kind of thing, you know? So it's um, it, it, it's like, it's almost like an oscillation, isn't it? It's like polarized situation, but it goes to the extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You got the, 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 the seriousness and the playfulness. Yeah. Do you know what the, the funny thing is, is that when you go when you kind of grow older, right? What changes? Hmm. Just the context of the game. Exactly. Right? So your pillar fights now become, you know, corporate pro- projects and programs. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, you know, um, initiative you're working on, right? Um, um, uh, and, you know, that includes family, right? Raising children, right? Big, pro- big project there, right? Uh, and uh, so, uh, so the thing is, the, the mechanics are still the same. Uh, and I, I tell you how, how you can tell that actually adults are just big children. When you take adults with children, I mean, you put them into a playground, right? Yeah. You see how, how and then let go adults, and just, yeah. the adults start to behave in a playground situation. They're not much, not far off from, from, from the children themselves. That's you right. Know, they, and the stories and all of that stuff and you just think really have you yeah not everybody but i have seen that obviously there's always always groups that you know um can't let go of that and still kind of is so ingrained that you can see it come out but honestly um uh, adults are just big children right they as they say the toys just get bigger but you know what's what's interesting about what you shared there is that um, this this thing can happen over time as well, right? Because um, I remember I went to um, an event we did many years ago. We organized uh, um, we had a comedian come down who was teaching how to do stand up, and we thought it'd be interesting just to go there and take part and just learn 
for uh, what they were sharing. And we had a, um, a lady there who was a, a lawyer, a solicitor type of background. And when she originally came, she was very, very rigid, very serious, very like, it must be done in this particular way, right? And as we went through the day, as we got to the end of the day, right, she just became relaxed and started to relax a bit more, you know, and um, mellowed out. And by the end of it, it was a completely different person, you know? And it just goes to show that, you know, it's like, I was thinking about it, thinking that she, she kind of always been like this, right? She wanted to go into this line of work. And I felt um, that she went into this line of work and, you know, she had been doing it. It went in like enthusiastic or playful or whatever. And then over the years, it just became serious and monotone and the same repetitive that it formed her personality in those kind of situations and scenarios. So it's not just like in the playful, in, in that kind of sort of um, situation, but it could be in life situations as well, where you've started to do something in a, in, with a playful attitude, but it's become serious, right? And yeah. vice versa. So that was quite interesting to see and how the comedy made her change her view and how she was so much more fun to be around as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think <clears throat> there's, um, there's a, a quote that I've got in this koan, at the end of this koan, that I'll read in a moment <clears throat> that kind of really talks to that. But, you know, we underestimate the, the uh, power of play in life. And, mm. um, you know, if we stop playing, then, you know, it will be filled by the seriousness instead. And that seriousness, you know, is I, I think it's a, a vacuous space where all the fun and the life energy kind of leaves uh, and you're, you're left with a void, right? A, a void of, uh, uh, let me say, potential misery and hard work and fatigue and stress and tension. And, I, you know, over the last couple of years, uh the one the one thing that's kind of really kind of surfaced and um uh been quite a focal point for um uh health has been mental health right mm-hmm. and the, even the coinage of the words mental health and we've even had um our our princes in the uk prince william and prince harry uh, also talk about mental health and support charities around mental health in particular, because as children, when they lost their mother, you know, they, it was hard on them, poor kids, mm. you know, and um, uh, they weren't, they, they clearly weren't able to talk about it until recently. Uh, and um, I think it's important that um, in order to uh, maintain our sanity to maintain our mental health um, and to maintain uh, our um, elasticity in our mind so that we can work uh, easily um, and be creative and have fun and enjoy the present moment. Playfulness is really key. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's so key. And, you know, sometimes it's simple as, you know, having a joke, or making a joke, you know, um, about what you're doing or what you're working on or so on. Yes, okay, we understand there's political correctness. And yeah, you know, those political correctness um, um, boundaries have been defined because, you know, it, 
people joking at the expense of somebody or something, denigrating someone or something, right? Whether it was an individual or a community or whatever it might be, right? And that's not right either. So you can be playful without causing any damage to somebody, without offending someone, right? Um, and yes, the, there's a flip side that, you know, now society's kind of hypersensitive to political correctness and they can get people get offended at the smallest things um well you know again that playful seriousness aspect plays into everything right mm. so you got let's just take that you know you've got this uh, political correctness boundaries right and then um then you know then you know if you widen those but that's hypersensitivity around that right then is there any space left to make a joke, have a laugh, um, or is that going to be construed as um, um, harassment or bullying or um, or something of, of uh, a denigrating nature? Well, this is where we have to be careful, right? But when you're doing things through uh, a genuineness, through sincerity, and you're, you know, you don't mean to offend, in general, people will know if you're joking with people that you know, especially people will know your nature and they won't take offense. Okay. Uh, because they understand you. Uh, you've, uh, and one of the key parts of that is that you've got trust and rapport with one another. So they give you the space to make jokes uh, about things and not be offended by it. Even, uh, <clears throat> even though in other settings, it might be offensive, but actually they know that you're not actually trying to cause harm. You're just trying to lighten somebody's load um, in, a, in a given circumstance to, to make them feel better, to uh, lift their spirits, to encourage, motivate, maybe provide them to kind of determination. Uh, so, so yes, we do have to be careful, but at the same time, don't get paralyzed by the seriousness again. You can't be playful and then have that governed by seriousness because really seriousness that's driving that, right? Uh, so you see how they, there's a really complex interplay here, right? And uh, the key thing is to just to be yourself and be natural and think before you say something. You know, uh, it's important that, you know, you, you're aware of the people in the room and you're aware of their sensitivities. So you don't say something that you're going to, as I say, you don't put your foot in it, you know, because, you know, you're trying to be playful. Um, and um, and actually, as as a consequence of being playful, you're having a serious outcome. And that's happened as well. Right. I'm sure everyone's everyone's been in a situation at some point in their life where they've actually tried to make a, a joke innocently and it's been construed as offensive and you just think shit no i didn't mean it that way you know um and it, it just didn't come across the right way or just interpreted the wrong way or they caught the wrong end of uh that joke or the uh, or, or the wrong part of the things that you said and all of a sudden you know you're now uh, conflicted with yourself because actually you, you was meaning to have fun and be playful and actually now all of a sudden is all turned sour and mute right so that's also happens right so you see playful seriousness serious playfulness is a very highly complex um complex um dynamic yeah dynamic yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's not a duality it's it, you know it's not black and white and this is the thing there's many shades of 
many colors in there and uh i'm smiling because it reminded me of uh, um um a talk a certain person we know did where um on our, our one of our stages right where they shared an experience a life experience of um when they were younger in a situation they went through and the way they said it was just hilarious but but it wasn't meant to be said you know it wasn't meant to be offensive anyway but it could be taken seriously right so we had to decide whether we actually share this content in the video or not and we decided to cut it out right because um it could have been taken the wrong way but it was one of those scenarios yeah. wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> people are probably yeah, wondering so what that I, is what that is don't worry one day we might share <laughs> well I, th I think i think you know there's um now one i think one of the um one of the contributors towards um towards um uh, people interpreting the th way they interpret things is belief systems now remember that the, the word belief means that you you believe it, but you don't know it. Because mm. if you knew it, you'd say, I know. You wouldn't say, I believe. It's like, I believe in God, but people don't say, I know God, unless they know God. Okay? Two very different things. Mm. So, in general, people's belief systems are led by things they don't know, and therefore, they've got set a set framework around as their understanding on that belief system right yeah well because beliefs are based on something you don't know technically what they don't know might not be uh, and what they believe in might be different in other words what they don't know might be wrong mm. right uh, or might be different okay in which case they should be open to changing their viewpoints changing the belief systems because their belief systems might not be accurate, might not be correct, might not be uh, precise, right? Um, might be misleading in a given context, for instance. Again, um, very subjective, but you get the idea, right? So on that basis, um, on that basis, um, you know, the, the main thing is, is that when you are being playful, just be aware and sensitive to who's in the room and where they are. Right. Yeah. When I teach martial arts, the first thing I do is I get into the room and I kind of sense where everyone's at. Right. And I've gone in right with um, uh, with the intention to teach a class which is going to be really physically intense. And I look around the room and they're all all of their steam is blown. They've got nothing in the tank. Right. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. I take them through an intense workout, it's just going to fatigue them physically as well as mentally. Right. And they don't need that. What they need is something that's going to help re-energize them gently and slowly bring them up to the point uh, where they need to be rather than, you know, say, beast them, right? That's not mm. the idea, right? So I change the class and I have to do that. Every single class I have to adapt to what's happening in the room where people are. Why? Because I need to meet them where they are and then take them where I want them to take them. And sometimes where I want to take them in that session is not where they want to go. So I'll have to change what I teach. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden the, the class changes and it becomes a different thing. Why? Because I'm doing my best to try to connect with what's happening in the room at that moment in time. And I think, um, I think if, if, you know, if, if we act consciously like that and let, I'm, I'll, I'll put my hands up, you know, you, you know, sometimes you get it wrong. Right. But, uh, at least you try 
and with the positive intention behind that highest positive intention. Uh, and if you know you've done it with that, then, you know, you can still sleep well. Right. You know, there's always going to be some when you do something, especially when you put some material out into the world, you know, there's going to be somebody that sees it slightly different to you. And that's OK. But just know that it's this in particular, this Martial Mind Power podcast is shared through love and highest, highest positive uh, intention, right? To help raise human consciousness, to help align people to their uh, bodies, minds, and spirits. And uh, ultimately towards self-realization. Self-mastery is just a set of tools to help you get in tune with your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual faculties, right? Self-realization, understanding your true, authentic, high self is the ultimate objective. Um, so when you start to operate through th that modality, then everything else just sits perfectly. And you'll know when to be playful, you know when to be serious and when to mission mash them, mash them up appropriately, okay? Um, and, um, you know, part of that comes with um, the, the self-mastery element of it, you know? learning how to um first of all know yourself right you really need to understand yourself first you know where where are you as an individual uh and uh, what is it that you're what that you want to convey uh to the people uh in the room or to the world and how do you express that and you everybody's got to learn these things you know you got to you got to learn like you got to learn how to walk you got to learn how to talk you got to learn how to articulate your ideas you got to learn how to how to communicate and convey those so they really resonate with your audience um so that you can really bring the best out of people. And this is what we're trying to do here. And uh, I hope people take this message with love because it's, it's all about love, right? The true authentic higher self is about love because when you really truly understand that, it, you'll, you'll recognize and realize that's what it is. And this is not, I believe that's what it is. This is me saying, I know that's what it is, okay? So I just wanted to clarify that. So hopefully that, you know, this playful seriousness, serious playfulness, the koan is kept quite simple on purpose, okay? Because they're, they're, all the koans in the book are about a page or uh, two sides max, okay? Um, uh, just to keep them light and digestible. Um, but in this podcast, as you can tell, you can really start to unravel the playful seriousness, serious playfulness aspect of uh, the, this koan and the the underlying meaning behind that, um, which which starts to uh, starts to expose the complex interplay and the dynamics between both aspects of that they're not separate from one another they're part and parcel of of each other one exists in the other just like the yin yang the tai the tao right and uh, as a con consequence you can't separate them out you can't really ever want you, you shouldn't ever really be one or the other all right so uh hopefully that makes a bit of sense <laughs> no absolutely i just just wanted to um just on a few few points no two points there which i was going to share was that when you were sharing about like we're doing this podcast kind of thing and um people are listening in on it now the interesting thing is that every single person is somewhere in their mind in re in relation to what's going on in their life their thoughts their you know environment the surroundings and whatnot so when when somebody's listening to information they're in a situation sometimes they're coming from that filter you know, so they could potentially view something from that filter. 
And mm. it's an interesting one because um, it requires the other purpose, or it requires people to have this kind of openness, awareness about, like you were sharing about how you're teaching in the room. You're looking at the room and you're adapting to the room because you got that awareness to see what the dynamic is so that you can actually, you know, connect better with where they are, you know? Yeah. So, um, and it works like you were saying, it works both ways because if people are able to actually think, hang on, how's this relating to me right now? And yeah. What's the context in which it's happening to right now? And how can I take this on board? It allows people to actually get the most of it as opposed to going, you know, thinking, well, this doesn't make sense because of X, Y, Z and putting a different scenario on it, right? So that's, yeah. a, that's an interesting kind of th- thing that can also happen. And the other thing you were sharing about was um, the joy you know, we were sharing about life and stuff, but it also happens in businesses as well for people who are business owners. You know, they get into something because of the sheer love and joy of it. And over time, you know, they, they're doing it. And it seems monotone and they've lost that joy, you know, um, and they don't know why they're doing it. It's like hypnotic rhythm as Napoleon Hill refers to it as, right? It just creeps in on you. Um, so, you know, bringing that joy back into that playfulness back into what you're doing can add such a different and deeper dynamic to what you do. And it's just like children, isn't it? Um, I remember sitting in the park once with a friend and we were talking and he got distracted and he saw the kid and he saw the kid just like talking and playing with the pigeons, you know, and that playful nature of uh, what was going on there. And it was just like how we were having this serious conversation. It turned into this playful thing. And then we came back again thinking, you know, just being present means just enjoying what's going on in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, do you know what? It's, um, is it interesting? Interesting. You say that as well, because, you know, some people you can't play with, right. They're so serious and they, they, and they've got that modality. That's their mode, the modus operandi. Right. And that's it. And, uh, so if you play with them, you know, it's not going to be, uh, uh, welcomed and received in a in a positive light. Uh, so you know, on that note, you know, I think you have you have to also be aware of who you can be playful with. Okay, uh, whereas there's other people that are always joking, always smiling, always being goofy and silly. But you know, um, I've got friends like that that are Amen. that are very, <laughs> very successful uh, business people, right? Um, and uh, uh, but they're always playful. They're always, you know, joking and laughing and and uh, um, and and take joy out of making other people smile, right? But my my point is, you know, you have to uh, when you become aware of who's in the room and how you can interact with them, um, you adapt your communication style to that person. If you're addressing a group. Um, then, then you have to be aware of how far you can take it to the the people on the the extremes of that continuum in that room, right? Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't want to upset anybody, right? So that's that's what I would call um, maintaining an ecology within your environment, and uh, that shows honor to the people in that space. Okay, so it's showing them respect, showing them honor by not violating somebody's boundaries okay and i think that's just, that is that standard but um it's very hard to do to understand where people are at uh so that you you know you can walk into a room and walk out with a uh, deeper connection with everybody in there 
rather than push people away. Um, and there's always going to be people that have got something going on in their lives that are in the room that you don't know anything about. And with all positive intentions, all highest positive intention, right? You say something that will benefit everybody but that one person because something's gone down that day, that week, that month, that year, or that decade, right? That has upset them, right? And you didn't know. And you didn't know. And you can't do anything about it, right? And so oh, yeah. You've got to take on the chin. You've got to take it on a chin, right? You've got to take it on a chin. And you, you know what? You're going to feel it, okay? Because you didn't mean to do it, right? And um, and you had no idea. So because you had no idea, it wasn't like you was being insensitive. You was actually acting through a higher place, but um, just didn't connect with a person in a in, in their highest uh, uh, with their with with what should I say is um, based on where they're at, okay, and the experience that they're going through. Therefore, it's uh, it comes off comes off uh, uh, potentially damaging, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, um, and innocently as well. And uh, I think you know if that happens, just you know be kind to one another that you know uh, and recognize where people are coming from they're not always trying to hurt each other right people are not always trying to hurt each other and people that are trying to hurt each other are the ones that are already hurt okay mm. and they, they are usually mechanisms to prevent that happening again so um uh, one of the comments is hurt people hurt people healed people heal people okay um and uh, it's just recognizing, you know, where that individual is uh, at, at that moment in time and trying to meet them where they are, uh, especially once you know. Um, but, you know, uh, you can't win them all. Unfortunately, you can't always make everybody happy, but you can, you can act consciously and do your best. And if you know you've done that, at least that way, uh, you're serving through your highest, uh, your highest, true, authentic, higher self. Yeah, that, that actually um, reminds me of an incident we were both at once when we were at a dinner and we had a, a speaker who was sharing and, um, you know, coming from the right place, right intention, sharing to the room. And um, the message didn't resonate with one of the people there. And they had an outburst, you know, they just had an outburst. Um, they, they left the room. Um, but we were fortunate that we were in the room because a lot of the people there were you know, the, the kind of heart center type of people. So that the whole room actually brought the energy into a calm space at that stage as well. And that's an example of one of the situations where you just don't know, you know, how the person sometimes is going to respond in front of you. Um, and it's, and it's not even like with, you know, intention that you try to hurt them or anything. It's just the way they took on the message. Um, yeah. So that, that kind of situation, the scenario can happen as well. And it just, it's like you said, you just become aware to it and try to manage yeah. the situation in the best way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is, this is where, you know, I think it's important that when you're, when you're, uh, when you have a playfulness and a seriousness, you try and get that balance, right. That, that you're in the moment, you're present in the moment, you're aware and connected to what's happening in that space. And then just be yourself, be natural. Because sometimes when you try too hard, you know, it becomes too serious and that 
playfulness starts to crack away, right? It starts to peel away because you're trying too hard and and it comes through, you know? Uh, so it's important that, you know, you, you don't try too hard, that you try and remain, have a, this natural flow about the moment, being in the moment. And uh, fluidity and flow is really important, honestly. Um, being connected in that moment, I walk into a room uh, with with my students uh, and just energetically feeling what's going on, taking in all the information um, in all, throughout all my modalities, visual, uh, auditory, uh, kinesthetic. And then I've got my auditory digital going off, right, potentially. But most importantly, we're all, I'm taking the energy. I'm, I'm tuning to the energy that's that's going on in, there, in that space. And that energy speaks louder than anybody's physical um physical uh and auditory expressions the you know the verbal and non-verbal uh much much louder um and that's only because i've been practicing it for such a long time that i you know you start to get better at it but most certainly you can validate and verify that energetic um uh, sense um, that you're getting from your audience or from anyone, a particular individual, for instance, uh, through their verbal and nonverbal. Okay. Mm. That should be there just to reinforce that. Uh, but when you first try and practice, you, you're actually trying to capture that information through the verbal and nonverbal communication first and energetic comes afterwards, right? That's a very advanced way of trying to communicate with somebody, trying to connect with somebody. Um, and that's only going to happen through um, uh, higher and deeper states of uh, uh, higher, deeper states of uh, practice that get you into higher states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Okay. If that makes sense. All right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we've really kind of, um, uh, started off quite slow in this podcast and they ended up you know unraveling a whole bunch of uh scenarios and complexities and dynamics that are related to this topic and i think um i'd like to actually read the um the koan itself so that um you can kind of get the this simplistic nature that we're trying to get across and you'll see how all of the stuff that we talked about already um actually kind of expands on it hugely. So I start off by saying, have you ever been playing and got so carried away that you ended up landing yourself in trouble? Uh, maybe a prank got out of hand, a joke went too far, someone got hurt in all the excitement, you broke something or you offended someone or something. You needed to exercise a little caution and seriousness on top of your playfulness, but just enough to prevent the situation getting out of hand while still allowing yourself to enjoy yourself. Have you ever been serious and got carried away and lost your temper, landing yourself with the aftermath of shame and regret? Maybe you were stressed out about getting something done quickly. Someone upset you and you lost it, or you had a disagreement with someone about something. That was when you needed to exercise a little playfulness on top of your seriousness, but just enough to prevent the situation getting out of hand while still allowing yourself to make your point. George Bernard Shaw famously said, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. All right. And that was the, um, the quote I was uh, alluding to and referring to earlier on uh, when you mentioned, uh, mentioned playfulness over, over time, over age. So, uh, so I, ho I hope that makes sense, guys. That's been fantastic, Sifu. It's um, a plenty of wisdom bombs in today's episode. And um, again, um, thank you for sharing that 
um likes and for the viewers and the listeners um the coin book is basically called the art of thinking without thinking it's available mm-hmm. at amazon obviously you could go to marshallmindpower.com as well um and all the other books are there as well and so before we sign off sifu is there any final words or shall we just conclude here and keep everyone waiting for the next one i i think george bernard shaw sums it all up you know keep your inner child alive and make sure you keep playing you know um but be just sensitive and aware of who's in the room and 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 be conscious uh consciously fluid you know um but a, a child is really uh, the best example uh, of um of really being in the moment and and, and playing innocently um and um i think we can take a lot of uh, inspiration from young children and how how they bring that joy uh from simple things uh some from innocent things um into their lives and go from one moment to another moment without carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders and if there is um uh, something that upsets them they they have this amazing capacity to just drop it all and they just carry on like nothing's happened and i think if we all kind of um operated um with with the ability to 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 let it all go and then s- continue as if as if it didn't happen but maybe take those carry those lessons forward with us uh we'd all wise up so much quicker but have fun doing it and uh if we can take that away as a concept uh something that we've been practicing as children growing up and you know uh you know i i do sincerely hope you know everyone's had had an experience to do that and i know obviously some children don't because they have traumatic childhoods but um i hope uh, i hope even those people that have grown up can can see the uh, the beauty and innocence in that and can start practicing that from where we are right now uh going forward because that will help us kind of release all the trauma uh that we experienced in the past so we can create a new future from this moment onwards um and um and that will that would certainly help make the world a better place to live in a but more understanding world where we can all enjoy one another's company as one family so i think um i would uh, i would conclude it with that <laughs> Oh brilliant Frida. Thank you very much Sifulak and um, guys we hope you enjoyed that and so until the next one we see you soon. Thank you very much. If you took some value out of this podcast then please like and subscribe to our channel. If you feel this podcast will help a loved one then please kindly spread this wisdom by sharing this podcast link with them. For more information and learning materials on how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy, please go to www.martialmindpower.com. See you in the next podcast.